Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Headliners. My name is Anna Herod, and I'm your news editor. And I'm XR Arguello, the assistant news editor. So as per usual, I picked my favorite headline of the week, and so did XR, and we're going to tell you a little bit about them. The headline I chose for this week is Open Forum Gives Faculty Platform to Speak on Campus Carry. So as we mentioned last week, Campus Carry is an issue we're actively following and covering this year. This story served as a preview for two open forums that are happening next week on October 26th and October 29th. Um, So although the public is allowed to attend this forum, it's really geared to find out what faculty thinks about campus carry legislation and what they think the safest way to implement it would be. Um, I think that this is something where you can get some interesting information for our readers um, because even if they aren't faculty, it could be insightful to find out what their professors think about the legislation. So as we've mentioned in the past stories, President Trouth created a campus carry task force in which they're determining the safest way to implement the law on campus um, because it goes into effect next fall. So this includes like which buildings will be considered gun-free zones on campus. So I know the question that I personally had when I first began reading the article well, was, is there going to be a forum geared towards students? because campus carry won't only affect faculty, um, it'll also affect students, obviously. So um, as I continue to read, Elizabeth Skirpan Wheeler, she's the president of the Texas Faculty Association, um, which is actually the organization who's hosting the forum. Um, She said that there'll soon be a forum for students, but she said uh, that a date hasn't yet been determined for that forum, but that's a chance for students to voice their opinions about campus carry legislation and which buildings they want to be gun-free zones. So another thing to remember about these forums is they aren't really intended to be a platform for just saying whether you're against campus carry or whether you're for it because it's already been passed by the Texas legislator. But instead, it's more of a time where faculty can put in their two cents about the safest way to implement the law. So in the article, Mary Aldridge Dean, she's the executive director for the Texas Faculty Association. She said she hopes everyone at the forum can agree on things like buildings um, that have on-campus daycare should be considered gun-free zones. So that about covers that headline. Um, And just branching off on the campus carry topic, the headline I want the readers to be looking for are stories about these open forums. So we're actually gonna send some reporters to both of the forums so that we can just get the information out there of what faculty feels about campus carry and how they want to implement it on campus. So, um, and another story that I want you guys to look out for is um, we're not gonna just cover campus carry from the perspective of people who oppose the legislation. Uh, We also wanna do a story about how the proponents of campus carry, um, like why they are for campus carry. So we're gonna give them a chance to explain the reasonings behind their championing of campus carry. So um, that with the open forums, those are stories that you guys should look out for to learn more about this issue in general. And going along with the uh, with the forums, I know uh, Dr. Helgeson in the history department here at Texas State is uh, actually looking to uh, run a forum through the history department. Um, he said he will give me more information when that comes out, but that's uh, a little bit of times away. But but you know, to add on what what Anna said, that's just more of a 
of, uh, of, of things to look forward to uh, for people to voice their opinions about campus care. Yeah, and also, like Aldridge said, or actually it was Skirpan Wheeler, she said that there will be a forum for students, even though the date hasn't been determined yet. So once that information gets out there, we'll do another preview story right. just to let everybody know that it's coming up and where it's at. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on to... Uh, uh, more of a lighter topic. Um, the story I chose this week to kind of ease things was uh, Master Composter Program Turns Trash into Treasure by uh, our reporter uh, Autumn Wright. So um, this story is about Bobcat Blend and how they have partnered with the city of San Marcos to organize the Master uh, Compost Program. Um, a little bit about Bobcat Blend, they are um, our composting uh, organization here at Texas State. Uh, Bobcat Blend gets a lot of their organic waste from dining halls um, and um, once they have this organic waste, they take it to the Texas State composting facility where they let it cook out in the sun and let it turn for a few weeks until it becomes mulch. Um, the mulch that they, that they acquire is then um, distributed to the agriculture department and horticulture department where it is used um, to plant different plants and gardens around, uh, around Texas State. They also sell the mulch, but uh, Bobcat Blend is, is, is really, um, works really hard uh, to, making, uh, to bringing uh, compost awareness uh, to the city. So, with collaboration with the city, they are hosting a uh, San Marcos at the San Marcos Nature Center. They'll be hosting this event on November second, and the event will allow citizens to cultivate community gardens, organize compost, and maintain the composting site. This is more of an educational outreach as well as a hands-on thing that that Bobcat Blend and the city are hosting. Um, this just allows uh, Bobcat Blend to, to further educate people um, who go to this event about the significance of composting and the importance of composting. Um, just to just to recycle organic waste and, and to bring it uh, back into something uh, significant. Um, citizens can enroll in the Master Composter program uh, and they can buy a $20 textbook that will that will provide them with all the information they need to uh, compost and uh, and the importance of composting. Um, there is a quote in here by Kevin Walsh, who's a graduate coordinator, that, uh, that really struck me and that, uh, something I want to tell you all. Um, the quote is, most people will likely throw their food scraps outside in the backyard, getting frustrated with the stink or it not working, and are stuck with a big pile of food waste. Um, this is just talking about how composting goes more than just uh, a trash. It's, it's taking trash and turning it into something that's worthwhile and into something that can actually produce life. Um, another quote by Brianna um, Harlan, who is the president of Bobcat Blend. Uh, she says that it helps to change the mindset of what trash really is instead of having that out of sight, out of mind mentality. Um, trash can be converted to something that has more of a beneficial outcome. Like I was saying, Bobcat Blend really pushes this education, and I'm glad that they're working in collaboration with the city to make sure that, uh, that composting awareness is, is given out uh, to people. Um, and like I said, composting is more than just um, turning trash out in the sun. It, it's turning something that wasn't significant into something that is significant, and that is something that can bring back life with through agriculture. And, and I, th I think it's a, um, a great story that Autumn wrote, and I'm really glad that I got to talk about it. And then um, I just wanted to add that that quote from Walsh whenever he said that some people they get turned off by like the stink it creates in the backyard. Um, it also says in the story that that's one of the whole reasons for the program is that a lot of times people's composting projects do just cause more harm than good. They cause like stink in your backyard. They don't really work properly. And that's what the master composter program is intended for, um, to educate people on how to do it right and how to prevent those issues. So that was just interesting. Right. And, and that's a big part of it is the education. Uh, I remember I tried composting in high school and uh, I thought I did a fairly decent job at it, but, um, after a while it just, you know, it was falling apart and I wasn't, I wasn't too educated. I just wanted to, to try to make a difference. But, um, with programs like this that Bobcat 
that Blend is doing with the collaboration in the city. Um, it, it, it's really more than that. And and if if I would have had the opportunity to take an educational course like this when I was in high school and I started composting, I think it would have been really beneficial for me. And uh, um, I encourage people to go out to this. Uh, kudos to Autumn for writing this for this article. Um, so an article uh, that I'm looking forward to, actually more of a coverage thing that Anna um, and I are doing with the news uh, section, is uh, election night, which is going to be on November 3rd. And we are covering that uh, for the place five and place six candidates who are running for election. Last year's election night was a lot of fun. From a reporter standpoint, we got to go out to watch parties and kind of see the behind the scenes look on what candidates do to prepare for um, uh, for the news if they won or not. Um, these coverage pieces are a lot of fun. You get to meet these candidates, get inside their heads to see uh, you know what they're thinking before they get the results. Uh, and more, more of that psychological thing is, is what's really exciting. But uh, I know Anna and I have a lot of plans for the online content and for the paper um, that will be running uh, that week as well for election night, and we're really excited to be doing that. Yeah, definitely. And you guys should also, like XR said, watch out for the online content because I know that we have videographers at every watch party. We have photographers. All of our reporters will be um, writing live blogs to see like what's going on um, as the watch party's going and then like the final product at the end. So it's just really an interesting entire package to look out for. Right, and it's definitely good for our reporters to get the hands-on experience. Once the watch party is over, they get the results, they'll come back in the office, and uh, that content will be given to you all that night. Yes. So uh, it's really exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in this week. I'm Anna Herod. And I'm XR Arguello. Tune in next week. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks.